0: Well, good morning. Good morning. It feels very wintry out there all of a sudden. I felt like spring earlier in the week and now it's like, wow, it's like, it's winter all over again. <laughs> but we're grateful for the moisture for sure. I mean, have you ever had an experience where something just, you walked into a situation, it opened your mind to a whole new experience that you never ever thought was possible? This was my experience, the first time I ever went went on a cross-cultural experience. I just graduated from high school, I was about 18 years old, and me and, I don't know, 300-ish of my closest friends, sort of, not really at all, but uh, (laughs) we got on buses, went down to Tijuana to to the church that Pastor Roberto and Mm, Betty are in now. and just served there for a couple weeks, just running a VBS and doing some different things, and I remember it just expanded my perspective so much of who God is and what the kingdom of God looks like. I was so struck by the beauty of the people by the genuineness that they showed, I was really deeply impacted by the fact that they seemed to care so much more about my Mm -hmm. presence than they did about what I could offer them or the things that we were trying to accomplish or do. I remember it just broadened my view of what the kingdom of God was all about. And I think every single time I've had a cross-cultural experience, every time I've been able to see the people of God in another context, it's just broadened my view, it's strengthened me, it's shaped me, it's challenged me, it's encouraged me, it's given just a fresh sense of energy and life mm-hmm. into my pursuit of God so. and the desire to walk with Him really well. And it's, it's just so good. I think it just reminds us all of the time that God is powerfully on the move everywhere. Everywhere, yep. That God is bringing His kingdom, He's accomplishing great things, and He's inviting every single one of us to be a part of what He's doing. So again, today I'm here with Ruth, our Global Impact Director, and we wanna talk to you this morning about what it looks like for God to invite every single one of us to join him in the global movement of what is it he's about all around the world. So Ruth, why don't you pray for us as we start off?
1: Love to. Father, you are the one who has called us. You are the one who has chosen us. You are the one who has empowered us. So Father, I pray that you would enlighten our hearts, that we would hear your spirit and respond to you this morning in ways that would bring glory to you and make your name known in the far outreaches of the world. So thank you again for allowing us um, to be a part of eternity's work and for calling us into this. So speak to us through your word this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you take what is said and translate it individually into our lives. And so we wait upon you to do that. And thank you, in Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen.
1: Well, the last few weeks, we have been, okay, let's see if I can remember, because this is like a long time ago. I should ask you, if you guys remember. Okay, what we should were we first. This
0: is a skill testing question. Uh, what was the first sermon in this series? Anybody remember?
1: Prayer. fasting. Good job. Very Great. good. Yes. Okay. And that is something that we want to grow in with intimacy. Intimacy with Jesus. <laughs> now, anybody with the second one? Scripture. scripture. Yes. Thank Good job. You. Good job over Thank there. Thank you. <laughs> you may have just watched the video, but that's great. Thank <laughs> you very much. So it was Scripture, and as we respond to Scripture, we get to know Jesus better. Okay, we're on a, we're on a run here. Okay, the third one was... Sharing Sharing Jesus, Jesus. thank you. So you have all prayed about your five people, you're praying for them five minutes a day for five days a week for five weeks. Yeah, between now
0: and Easter, right? Yeah, yeah. Asking Jesus to continue to move in the hearts of people around us who don't yet know him, just so we can engage with them through the Easter celebration.
1: Great, he said it three times faster than I could have. And then (laughs) we're going to, then we talked about Giving. Giving, yes, we did. We talked about giving and the generosity of God and how we need to give. And then we talked about baptism. I heard the baptism over there. Yes, we had... And wasn't that great last week? It was amazing. It was so exciting. That was so
0: fun. I was exhausted by the end of the morning. It was fantastic. Yeah,
1: but it was great. And then, if any of you can remember after all those baptisms, what Pastor Caleb and Pastor Michael preached on, it was discipleship. Okay, thank you very much. I lost the word there for a minute. So thank you very much. And today is... The last one is number seven, perfect. End of the series, here we go. Yeah, perfect number. And so we're going to talk about how we take that influence beyond our borders. So great, where's the first time that it's mentioned in the Bible that God tells somebody to go? Well, we're gonna go there. And I'm reading out of Genesis chapter 12, out of the NIV, Genesis chapter 12, verses one to three.
0: and i think this is such an amazing passage it's a beautiful expression of god who is a sending god he's sending abraham out into the world to accomplish god's purposes and his goals And i think when we read this passage it often feels like it kind of gets lost but just listen to these words the lord said to abram go from your country your people and your father's household to the land that i will show you and can you imagine what that would have been like Again, God's saying to him, I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave your culture. I want you to leave probably your language. I want you to leave your people. And again, in a cultural context where people would live for generations in the same household, mm-hmm. he's saying, I want you to leave your father's house, everything you've ever known. And it's almost humorous the way God describes it. And go to the land that I'm going to show you. Okay, he's so nondescript. He just says, I'm going to show you where to go, but I want you to step out and begin to move with me mm-hmm. and where I'm going to send you. Like, would it would have taken a significant amount of faith? Can you imagine that? It's before the internet, before photos. Abraham may not have ever even met someone from the land that he was going to. He couldn't see what it looked like. He couldn't look at a map to know what it no was going to be like. No GPS. Uh, no chance to go on a recon mission to see if this is really the kind of place he wanted to live. He just had to step out and just join God in this really interesting environment mm. of moving into a whole new place with a whole new group of people. Mm. And I find it interesting that God didn't just do this with Abraham, he does this with all of us. God looks at my life and your life, he invites every single one of us to step out and to join him in the unique work that he is doing all around the world to make his kingdom known and that people can experience the fullness and abundance of life in him. He continues to invite us to journey with him in these beautiful things that he's doing all around the world. Again, i've seen this in my life in a number of ways not quite like yours but a few different ways again in different opportunities i've had to go cross culturally for a short term to see different spaces where god is moving and working and doing tremendous things and every time it impacts and it changes me he's given me opportunities to engage mm-hmm. with this as he's given me some friends who are new to canada and i get to again in a small way step across a cultural line to get to know them and let them get to know me and to mm-hmm. engage together And also uh, just some interesting opportunities to journey with some of our international workers in various different seasons of their lives to continue to support and encourage and to strengthen them as well. But it's this interesting gift that God invites all of us Mm -hmm. to engage with his work. When I think about this passage, I'm always reminded as we were prepping uh, to move to come here to Grand Prairie, this was one of the passages that God was speaking to me about, just saying that I'm just gonna send you somewhere new. To a new group of people to a new place
1: strange people
0: it's it's, it's great people yes strange language but i remember just that sense of the newness of all of it was just really really interesting (laughs) again not super cross-cultural but it was great Um, and i think sometimes when we talk about the idea of the cross-cultural call of god i think some of us feel like i want to reach the people around me first Mm -hmm. because we all have people that we know and love that we long to see them experience life in jesus presence and more of his fullness but i think it doesn't need to be either or i think in the goodness and the infinite power of god he invites us to make this a both and experience mm-hmm. he has the capacity to do both yeah and i think they're meant to strengthen each other again as i engage with the people all around me who need jesus it fuels within me a passion and a fire for the countless millions who don't have anyone around them to mm-hmm. tell them about jesus And again, as I engage with the people all across the world who are growing in Jesus, finding relationship with him, it also strengthens my resolve that I would be intentional to build relationships with people around me, to love them, to care for them in Jesus' name, that they also Mm -hmm. could come to know Jesus. Again, God is a sending God, and he just keeps sending us out to do his work here and all the way around the world. It's a really good gift that he invites us into.
1: Yeah. I I remember, Andrew, back when I was being sent to Argentina, and uh, I can almost feel that pain of separation, the grief. When you said uh, about leaving your family and your country, I remember getting on that plane and just wanting to walk off of it and go back. <laughs> um, thinking of my parents who were left there and saying goodbye to my brother, the country that I knew I was going to, a country I'd never been to, and to a language that I didn't know. And <clears throat> So the pain of my heart, and I can sometimes still feel that pain when I see others leaving. But on the same, on the other hand, excuse me, on the other hand, I had at the age of eight felt God calling me into this adventure, to this type of ministry. And so I was 28 at the time. So over 20 years, I dreamt about, I'd planned, I'd prayed, I'd I'd argued with God, I... excuse me, I studied and studied and did more prep. And finally I was going. So when I, so I knew in my head that the God of the universe was going with me. And I had chosen a long time before that to do the will of God in my life was the best thing I could do. Mm -hmm. But why did Abram do this? Because it says in verse 4 that he was like 75 years old. Like that's long past our retirement. And he, in those 75 years, he hadn't done too bad. He, it says also in verse 4 that he took his wife and his nephew Lot and all his worldly possessions with him. And he went out. And there's, there's a verse in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 that says, Um, by faith, Abram, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. Now, we don't have a description of Abram's relationship with God, but we know that he knew his voice because Abram was listening, and he knew that voice. But I want us to look at the promises that God made, first of all. He said, uh, and it, it goes to the end of verse one and into verse two, He says, I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Notice who the initiator is. It's God. So what has that to do with us? When When God said to Abram, I will show you, he was promising him direction. So, so much for the GPS. We want the GPS. We want the map. But he doesn't give us that. He says, I will show you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So if you 're out there wondering, where am I supposed to go, He will do it i 'm testimony to the fact that he gives us direction. Matthew 8, 20, or Matthew in Matthew 28 he says he 's going with us. he 's our GPS. He kind of knows the roads. And so we have this great sense of God being that direction for us. But then when he said, I'll make you into a great nation, he was giving Abram purpose. Listen to Ephesians chapter two, eleven: for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the things he has planned for us long ago. <laughs> like... We were in his mind long ago with all the good plans he has for us. So you have purpose. All of you have a purpose, an eternal purpose that you are being called to. He said, I will bless you. In that, he was, Miriam Webster Dictionary says that it is an invoking divine favor upon. Now listen to this. Ephesians 1, 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Second Peter 1.3 says, By his divine power he has given us everything we need to live a godly life. And we have come to receive this by coming to know him, the one who has called us to himself. Like everything. Like what's bigger than everything and all. That is what you and I have. So then he said, I will make your name great. In John 1, 12, but to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Our family name is great. Now, I'm not talking about McGregor or Nelson. I mean, those aren't bad last names. Pretty good. But uh, we won't argue about the last names. But anyway, we all have a great family name because we are born into the family of God, the king of the universe, and that's our family name. And I haven't even touched on how God has provided for me materially, like it is, it is just incredible. But when I look at this, I am, I am so grateful for the things God has done in my life and how he's blessed me. I, when I was younger, he has opened doors to me in countries that when I was younger, I never even knew existed. And he's given me opportunities and things that I never even dreamed of. Now, I wasn't perfect, he wasn't giving it to me perfect. My, my parents and my brother will attest to that and some of my colleagues will still agree that I'm not perfect, Shh. but uh, we are, I am so grateful that even as he is working in my life and he's changing me, that he is allowing me and giving me purpose to work out those good, pur- those good works that he planned beforehand.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's such an interesting statement because I think for all of us, there's things that we can think about that we would feel disqualify us from our capacity Mm -hmm. to serve God well. like, Abraham was 75 years old. Right. Again, we might think I'm too old to really be of use to the kingdom of God, or I'm too young, or maybe I'm too educated or too uneducated. Maybe I'm too rich or too poor. Maybe I have too many things or too few Mm -hmm. things. Uh, And again, like you said, again, we often feel like there's these things in our lives that we need to continue to grow through and work out. But God doesn't wait until we're perfect. Mm -hmm. He doesn't wait till we've got it all together. As we follow him and as we serve him, he continues to sanctify us and make us more whole and more like him. Himself. He continues to purify Jesus. us along the way. Yeah. And it's such a really good gift. I think it's a good reminder for us to continue to consider that we're not disqualified from the purposes mm-hmm. of God, that wherever we find ourselves, He continues to invite every single one of us to engage meaningfully in the work that He's doing. He dignifies right. us in that kind of a way, and it's really significant. Yeah. I, I, as you're talking about the blessings of God, I think it's just interesting to consider for a minute just the wonders of what we have in Jesus, because sometimes we move really quickly through life, things go really fast, and sometimes we're missing out on just just enjoying the goodness of Jesus mm-hmm. and the wonders of what he's done for us. And so I want us just to take a, just a, a couple seconds here and so just think wherever you are about what are some of the things you're most grateful for in Jesus? Where are the spaces where you've seen him give you direction? Where are the spaces where he's brought a different kind of purpose or meaning into your life? What are the ways where he's brought freedom or wholeness or goodness into your existence? What are some of the things you're most grateful for mm. in the fact that you are defined as a child of God? And not by anything else? What are some of the most meaningful blessings that he continues to pour out over your life and over mine? Mm-hmm. And then, even as we begin to think through these things, I'm just really impacted by the end of verse three where it says, And all peoples on earth will be blessed through mm-hmm. you. Again, okay, we recognize in the story, God was blessing Abraham tremendously, God would continue to bless him tremendously. But God was doing so much more than that. God wanted to use Abraham's life to be a blessing to all the peoples and all the nations of the world. And we see this gets, this gets played out. Again, through mm-hmm. Abraham's descendants, God builds this beautiful nation, this, this people of God. And the intention of God in creating his people was that they would be a shining light, a beacon of his presence throughout all of the world so that everyone else around them could look at this people of God and say, there's something unique there. I wanna know this God. I want to experience his presence i want to experience his light i want to experience the goodness of who he is i want to worship him too Mm -hmm. and the intention was that all the nations around them would be blessed through their ongoing lived out witness of the wonder of who god was And again we also recognize that jesus humanly speaking uh, was born in the line of abraham and Mm -hmm. through jesus salvation is open to anyone and everyone who would like to receive it and so that literally every person on the face of the earth can be blessed through Abraham's line, through his descendants. This is a, a magnificent thing mm-hmm. that God is promising Abraham and that he continues to live out in his interaction yeah. with him. Again, God was blessing him, but it wasn't just about him. That's right. And I think it's interesting also in our lives that God continues to do this for every one of us. Again, God blesses us because he loves us. He's a good father who loves to give really good gifts bring freedom and joy and peace and hope and goodness and healing into our lives. He just loves to do this, mm. but it isn't just about us. God blesses us with these things, certainly because he delights in us, but also so that we can be a blessing to people all around us. He desires to make our lives conduits of his presence to the people all around us. As we know peace, we can share that peace with others. As he gives us joy, regardless of our circumstances, we get to tell that to other people. As we know hope, regardless of what might be going on around us, we can share the love of Jesus and the goodness of his presence with those who may not yet know him. Mm -hmm. And again, even as he sanctifies us and purifies us and makes us more whole, he increases our capacity to share more of him with those around us. Mm -hmm. Again, he blesses us certainly because he delights in us, but also he blesses us so that we can be a blessing to people all around us. We don't sort of just hoard or just hold Mm -hmm. on to these things. And I think I find that such a temptation. I think I find that temptation to feel like, I just get to experience the blessing and the goodness of Jesus, but I think I don't think often enough about in what ways does he want to use my life to bless the people mm-hmm. around me? I think mean, it's, it's just an interesting challenge for us to consider. How do we continue to engage with Jesus with the wonder of all of the ways that he blesses us and continues to bless us? How do we keep sharing that with those around us? Right. And again, because reaching all of the world, telling everyone everywhere about the wonder of Jesus seems a little bit overwhelming for all of us, we wanna make sure that this feels really practical. And throughout this series, we wanna be really intentional that we're going below the surface to a faith that's really, really lived out. And so what we wanna do this morning is to recognize God is always the initiator of this action. God is always the one who sends us, he is the one who calls us. But today we want to talk through five really practical things that you and I can do this week to engage with the global movement of God to just really bring this home on a practical level and in a practical end. And what we want to do, because God is the initiator, as we're talking through these things, I just want you to consider what's the one or at most two of these things that God might be inviting you to take a part in. Because God wants to bless each one of our lives with a significant impact that goes beyond the borders of our country or our nation or the space, so that we can engage with Him. So again, as we read through these things, what's the one that just really resonates with you, and how might God be inviting you to participate in that? Is just what I want you to think about as we go through these things.
1: Okay. And so one thing that we can all do. <coughs> I'm sorry. I bit of know. a frog, right there. Yeah, just, right there. Do <coughs> I don't know. just like push that out? <coughs> <coughs> okay one thing that we can all do is prayer and some of you may be thinking like what difference is my prayer in grand prairie going to do thousands of miles away i'd like to share a story this past summer i was in israel and i'm pretty good at directions and so i ventured out on my own in the evening and uh, i went to the old city now around the old city in jerusalem it's all walls and you can only get out of those walls through certain gates So being pretty confident of myself, I went in and I did what I wanted to do. And then I started trying to get out. And I bumped into a place that said, you're not allowed. Okay, okay, I won't go there. And then I even asked directions and I found out that I asked for the wrong directions, which doesn't help. So I went to the wrong gate twice. And it's getting darker. And the alleyway, the shops are starting to close. I'm going down dark alleyways, and I'm getting more and more panicky. I looked, and I, I looked at my uh, phone for the GPS, and the phone was run, running out of juice. And so I thought, I'm not going to get there. And then, I, and so I'm just more and more panicky. And I even tripped and fell on some young person who spoke English, was helping me, and I said, like. Kind of told him, luckily I told him where I was going, and he said, well, you just go out that gate and you're out. But before I did that, I had enough juice to text my prayer team here back in Grand Prairie. And I told them what was happening. I said, I'm lost in old Jerusalem. Pray that I get out. Five minutes later is when I fell and I ran into this young man who told me how to get out. That's thousands of, God doesn't, he's not limited by distance. And it says the prayers of a righteous man avail much. And so your prayers do make a difference. Then you ask, well, how do I pray for someone I don't even know or or I don't know very well? There are some websites that you can look up, but one is prayercast.com. If you look up prayercast.com, you don't even have to think of the words. It's a video that prays through various unreached people groups and every day they send you something or you can go on there and pray through these things and you don't even have to think of the words. If you'd like more personal information, our IWs have prayer letters and they're out in the cafeteria at the back there by the big map. There is a table with prayer letters on it and you can even get on their prayer letter list and receive those and pray for them. Or you could ask God. Prayer is a two-way street, right? And God kind of knows what's going on in their lives. And so pray as he leads you. But there's some great scripture verses that uh, have some great things to pray. Colossians 1, 9 to 11, spiritual insight and wisdom. Romans 15, 13, confident hope. Ephesians 6, 18, for boldness. Ephesians 3, 16 to 19, to grow deep into God's love. And which IW wouldn't want these? (laughs)
0: And I love just the practicality of that, right? In prayer, any of us can pray wherever Mm -hmm. we are. And just, it's an amazing gift that God allows us to be a part of the work that he's doing everywhere. Mm -hmm. Just as we engage with him and pray and intercede for those around the world who are serving him and doing amazing things. Yeah. again, another way that we can engage with the mission of God is through giving. And again, I think this is a really good example of Abraham's experience. Again, God blessed him in order that he could be a blessing to other people. We recognize as we send international workers all over the place, it just takes funds to sustain them and to give them the ability to do the things that they're called to do in the places that God has called them to go. And there's two particular ways of giving that I'd like to highlight this morning. The first one is to uh, support our partner agreements. And again, if you wanna support some of our global partners, you can do that by, uh, in any of our giving methods, just uh, write a note about how much you'd like to give towards our partner agreements. And it goes to support our international Mm -hmm. workers that we've sent out from here. And again, our global partners are doing amazing things. They're working to end human trafficking for women and girls in an area of the world that just desperately needs it. They're working to make sure that the Bible gets translated into languages so that people can read the Bible for themselves in their Mm -hmm. own language for the very first time. Our global partners are taking the Word of God and the presence of Jesus into some of the least reached regions of the world where there Mm -hmm. is no one else to tell them about Him. And they're doing tremendous things like making sure that planes fly and run well so that the Word of God can go to all those regions as well. And so it's it's a powerful opportunity that we have to continue to engage with our global partners and also through uh, what's called the Global Advance Fund. Mm -hmm. The Global Advance Fund is connected to the work that we do as the Alliance Canada, and the Alliance Canada is moving its international workers towards least-reached people groups, so a place where there's no one else to tell people about Jesus, and so we're engaging our workers in those particular areas of the world to create self-sustaining churches that are uh, reflective of the culture that they're in, so they would be authentic to that culture and to that region and that space. And again, by giving giving to the Global Advance Fund, you can support all 160-ish of our Alliance workers so that they are free uh, to engage themselves fully in the work that God has called them to do as well. And so it might be something to consider or Mm -hmm. process. Again, is there some part of this that God is inviting you into to give to support the work of our global workers?
1: And then we come to what most of us consider the heart part, go. (laughs) And uh, as as I described the pain of separation, I also am so glad I went. And in that going, We've, we sense that that's where the real sacrifice is, but God has called us all to sacrifice, and I don't know <clears throat> where that frog's coming from, but anyway, it's, <clears throat> anyway, um, the, uh, yeah, and he just took the thought with him when I, okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> Okay, we where just, was I? Let's just really
0: like rewind the tape. Okay, like so talk the story fast. We'll about
1: I can't talk as fast as you though, but okay, <laughs> so in the scripture it tells us that Jesus says, "Take up your cross and follow me." So He's calling all of us to sacrifice. And if you're looking at that and you're going, ah, no, no, that's not me. That's totally out of my comfort zone," I want to tell you that that's where God shows up, <laughs> when He takes you out of your comfort zone, is when. He shows up in almost tangible ways. So don't just brush it off and say, no, that's not me. But maybe you should try the short-term thing first, not just commit to, okay, I'm doing it all. And if you are interested at all in that, please contact me in the office, and we can talk through some possibilities. We've got contacts that we can, that we can give you information on, and we'd love to help you walk alongside of you in that. Maybe you're thinking long-term and you have been thinking for a while. Well, we have discernment teams, and these, this is so cool, because it's people who, who you choose, who have been influential in your life, and together we pray into that for you. Now, obviously it's gonna need more preparation, but we can, even if you haven't even started, we can pray into that with you to see is this even something for you, into the organization, into the country, that maybe God is calling to you and the work that he's calling you to do. And we can pray with you in that. So if you are thinking along those terms, please feel free to call me at the office and we'll begin that process of journeying alongside of you because that's what we wanna do.
0: Yeah, I I had the privilege of being a part of one of our discernment teams in the last year. And it's just a really good gift Mm because I think sometimes we feel so much pressure uh, to be able to navigate everything, to figure everything out on our own, to walk it through all of the way. And they, with a discernment to you, just have that chance right, to have a group of people around you who know you and love you, uh, who can journey with you to see, is this really what Jesus is doing? And it gives a really good, healthy sense of sturdiness and strength uh, and a, a beautiful community feel to that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think another way that we don't think often enough about how we can engage in the global work of God is by receiving really, really well. Again, we send out short-term teams, we send out global partners uh, from the church here. But one of the things that we want to continue to do and grow in our capacity to do is just to receive well. Again, we have a team going out in a, a couple of months, mm-hmm. uh, primarily a youth team. And you know what happens? If you've ever been on a short-term trip, what happens is God does some really significant things in your heart and mind and life. And when you come back, it's really difficult to try and translate all that you've learned and known and experienced into your everyday life here in Grand Prairie. It, just, it is just difficult to make that move. And in our culture, we tend to have very little time. And so it's difficult for us to have the capacity to just really hear people out well, to process out with them really meaningfully. And so maybe something that God will invite you to do is just to become a really good receiver. And when we send people out on global trips in some form, maybe a part of what God invites you to do is to just when they get back, you invite them out for coffee. Maybe you have them over and you just listen to every single story and you look at every single (laughs) photo. And you just really hear them out really well and maybe you ask good questions maybe you ask them what did god do in your life and what are your thoughts about how you want to translate how you've grown and how you've changed into your everyday life here how do you want to engage this journey and maybe you do this more than once with someone maybe it's not just a one-time coffee maybe it's an ongoing conversation about how is the movement of god in your life continuing to move forward How are you continuing to integrate all that God did in you and through you into your life here and now in these days and in these moments? And I think we can also do this with our global partners in Mm -hmm. a different way as well. Again, I think you think about our global partners, some of them are overseas for a number of years, and you can imagine all the changes in their life and all that they experience. And when they come back, just to create some really good space to hear them out well, to receive them in a really meaningful way. Yeah. And again, maybe you want to uh, commit and just ask Jesus, which one of our global partners is the one you want to pray for intentionally? And while they're gone, you make it a regular pattern in some form to keep praying for them. And then when they're here, maybe you just want to welcome them really well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Provide them opportunities to share what's been really exciting. What are the ways where God's really showed up? What are some of their best stories over the course of the last number of years? But also, what were their sorrows?
1: Mm-hmm. To be honest with yeah,
0: you. Yeah, totally. It's great. That sense of honesty, that feeling of safety. Mm-hmm. What were the disappointments? What the discouraging spaces? And to be able to just hear them out without judgment, without any need on their half to be able to prove that they've been really successful. And just to bless them with the really good gift of presence to mm-hmm. hear them out. Again, maybe even as a small group, you'd like to adopt one of our global partners and you pray for them while they're gone. And whether here, you just receive them really well as normal mm-hmm. everyday people and just give them the really good gift of instant community as they come home. Because mm-hmm. I think we could grow in our capacity to receive people well yeah. and just to really bless them in meaningful ways that will continue to strengthen uh, and solidify the work that God's been doing in
1: them. Yeah. For sure, and we have a short-term team who just came, Dan and Jody Riegler, if you wanna talk to them, some exciting things that happened in Mexico this last um, couple of weeks, so we're grateful for that. And as you were talking, I thought about uh, when I was gone for four years, (laughs) and I came back and somebody said, so how was it? (laughs) Fine. (laughs) <laughs> like you're just like you're not quite sure what they want and then when they you start talking and their eyes glaze over and they're looking for somebody else to talk to you okay i think i'm finished with this person but that's very that's very real for us as we trans, trans as we move back into the society another way um, and this is the last one to kind of consider is sending, and this has been a challenge to me in the last little while, and it's out of Acts chapter 13. Some of the leaders of the church were meeting and praying together, and the Spirit of God said to them, set aside for me, for my service, uh, Paul and Barnabas. And I began to think, you know, what if we as a body of believers began to hear from God that way? And last week we heard from Pastor Caleb and Pastor Michael about investing in other people's lives and speaking out what we see in them. So if we began to do that and began to say, God, who is it in our body of believers who you want to send out, who who you want us to send out? And in that way, listening to him. And so praying about it, going and talking to them, and together praying about it. And we would love to join in that discernment process as well. Now, don't get nervous. I'm not going to come out to all of you and say, I think you're being called to go overseas. But I think in those tough times, I remember when, um, when I was in Argentina and alone and thinking, was this just my idea? <laughs> this is not a good idea right now. And just knowing that, no, there was other people in that body of believers who too felt like, no, we need to send this person. So I think it would release some of that loneliness that our IWs feel on the field and would involve us more uh, intimately in that whole process
0: it would be an amazing gift, right? Just that sense of sturdiness and strength yeah. to have other people affirm your calling and call out in you again. Exactly. I re- recognize for sure there's no way that I would be here today if other people in my life hadn't said, you know, I see this in you mm-hmm. because they could recognize things in me I never ever could have recognized in myself. Right. Again, we just need the community around us to call out in us the good work that God is doing mm-hmm. because we can't always recognize it or uh, even affirm it for ourselves. Right. Yeah. Again, I think one of the things for me to recognize with all of this is just to know the immensity of God Again, our lives so often feel really small and really localized, but God can do amazing things with every single one of our lives. Again, God saw Abraham, Mm -hmm. and Abraham never could have imagined the impact that his life would have had as he chose to step out and say yes to God in whatever it was that God was calling him to do. But as he did that, every single one of us has been blessed through his obedience. Again, we don't know what God will do through our lives. We have no concept of how much God will change and transform the world now or for generations as we just choose to say yes to him and to just step out. Because God is infinitely powerful. And even when we feel small and insignificant, and we're not sure how our lives are making a difference, as we offer those things to Him, every single moment of prayer or giving or going or sending or receiving can become this beautiful expression that God will use to change and to transform the whole world and to bless countless numbers of people. Again, with this series, we want to make sure that it doesn't just become more information. want to make sure that we're choosing to engage with God practically moving forward so it's going to take a couple of minutes just to ask God to lead and guide us to what's the next step he's asking us to take in journeying with him how are we going to engage with him on mission again is it just to be intentional in prayer maybe to choose to pray for one of our partners in particular or for a particular region of the world or or something else maybe he's inviting us to give financially towards the support of the global advance fund or one of our workers or our worker support agreements in general so that these things can keep moving forward Again, maybe it's the good gift that God invites us personally to go and to have the experience to be on the ground and representing Him in some other part of the world. Maybe He's going to ask us to receive people really well and to be really generous with our time and our mental and emotional capacity to bless those around us and to care for them meaningfully. And maybe God's going to invite us to be a part of a discerning community that would love and care for and bless and call out the really good things that God is doing in the life of somebody else around us. Mm-hmm. so let's just take a few minutes just to see what is it that jesus might be inviting us to and just to reflect on what you felt a sense of resonance with in the message this morning And Father, we're just really grateful. We're really grateful today, Lord, that you've seen every single one of us and you've called us out of darkness into the wonder of your glorious light. Lord, thank you for sending people to me. Lord, thank you for sending people to every single one of us so that we could come to know you and walk with you and experience life with you. Lord, you have blessed us abundantly. And Lord, would we be faithful to be a blessing to the people all around us? to be willing to share the wonder and the goodness of your glory with people here and all the way around the world. Lord, would you grant us clarity on the unique role that you're inviting each one of us to play mm-hmm. so that we can be a part of your global movement. Thank you for inviting us into this. Thank you that this isn't just a responsibility, but this is a unique privilege that you dignify us and you welcome us wholeheartedly into this global work that you are doing. Would you grant us strength and perseverance and faithfulness to walk with you in every moment in all of the unique things that you're inviting us into? Thank you for seeing us and for welcoming us into this. In Jesus' name, amen.